Welcome everyone, thanks for being epic. This is Alex Iglesia, creator of the Being Epic Approach. Welcome to my podcast where I share my personal journey so that you can have more clarity and freedom with yours. Let's dive in. Nat said he'd miss me, which didn't make any sense to me. We had met maybe an hour or two ago. We were on about a five-hour drive to a weekend conference. I was a sponsor. It was an entrepreneurship and marketing conference. We were both participants. I was going to be teaching about being epic and finding the through line of your life, your message, and your contribution. And here's somebody brand new saying he would miss me. I knew what the words meant, but they didn't compute. There was something where my mind understood it, but my body couldn't take it. And really, there was a pain there. It was uh, what I think of as a mind-to-body glitch. We could also think of as a blind spot. And what that means, well, we'll come back to what that means in a second. At that moment, my thoughts were racing. Why would anybody miss me? Notice that's actually a question. Why would people miss me? But I couldn't answer that at the moment. Instead, my voice, my inner voice said, I'm replaceable. I make mistakes. People leave when I want to help them. And wherever I go, something bad ends up happening. Obviously, there's a way in which none of that's true. And in certain ways, many of those things have happened. The thing is that our wounds really hurt. And the things we can dismiss and they they roll off our back truly, they're not our wounds. But things that penetrate us and make us want to get the heck out of the car even though we're driving at 60 miles an hour, those are our wounds. And we reject them at our peril. So one of my deepest wounds, my, my core wound, the space of my sacred wound, is being trapped with rejection or just simply rejection. And the thing is really... Well, how many ways do I reject myself? How many habits, patterns, thoughts, ways of being reflect this fundamental rejection of myself? Too many, way too many. And the number that is. Compared to how much do I love myself and how many ways do I love myself, the ratio was bad. And all that was years ago. I did done a lot of work to flip that ratio. <laughs> and today I help people become unrejectable. Blind spots need to be seen. Wounds need witnessing. Mind-body glitches need their resets. Now, those are some of the tools that you can use to turn rejection into empathic understanding. We want to have connection and care. Ultimately, we want flourishing creativity and whatever that means for you and work and play and life and art. If you want to feel fulfilled and you want to put your head on that pillow at night and go to bed satisfied with how you showed up in the day, then becoming unrejectable is going to be part of that path. What are the possibilities of being unrejectable? Well, start off with, what does it bring up for you? What could it mean for your work, your play, your sales, your marketing, your creating, your shipping, your partnerships, your friendships, your family relationships, 
the way you look at a sunset. So let's take a moment here to explore the meaning of unrejectable. Not the how, not, a, not even the what necessarily or the why. I'm hoping that by now just the word unrejectable triggers something in you, <laughs> catalyzes and opens something in you. Because this is a deep well. Now my friend Nat, here's what he had to say about being unrejectable. Being rejectable brings forth possibilities of love being radiant, embracing all self-expressions, feeling rooted in who I am, self-compassion, showing up, power, and an inner North Star. That's the one where we actually had the same item on our list. Because for me, being unrejectable in a poetic sort of way means following the white rabbit. Being unrejectable is a koan. Like you can't quite get your mind around it, but you can let it into your body. It's an invitation to unconditional self-love in action. So the paradox of self-love and action, what expresses self-love in action? It's the closing of the gap of self with the lowercase s and self with a uppercase self. It's a practical litmus test. What lights you up? What must you do that lights you up? What's the life that you came to live? So it's a litmus test. It's an inner North Star. It's about owning of the, your sacred wound. It's about allowing and accepting all parts of you. Mythologically speaking, which is very important, everybody has a wound. And this wound gives you more gifts the more that you tend to it. And what if we could see everybody as carrying the sacred wound? Not their story or their victim story or the choices that they're making necessarily, but their capacity to be vulnerable, feel raw, be grounded in the mud and the earth. And from there rise. So rejection, I know, might be your wound too, like it is mine. Or it might just be bringing you closer to your own. And there's so many layers and nuances and variations of the wound. But I invite you to have this space that we're touching on today with radical empathy for all of you. What if you could be, practice, and embody radical empathy with your desires, your needs, your wounds, your challenges, your wants, your skills, your strengths, your genius. And you could get it, understand it, feel seen, feel heard by you. And how could that radiate out to them into the world? So what does being unrejectable open up for you now? I'd love to know. Let me know at any point. Respond through the podcast, on Twitter, on Facebook. Thank you for listening. Thank you for being here. Thanks for being at your core unrejectable. And thanks for being epic. Thanks again for being here. If you want to show support for this podcast, leave an epic review on Apple Podcasts or your favorite place to listen. It's the number one way to make sure that what inspired you today can inspire more people. Thanks in advance, and I'll see you in the next episode.